So I guess I'd like to start off sharing. It's, I find it kind of interesting because in the meditation, the thing that kept coming really present for me to talk about today, I guess I haven't really talked about in a while, is part of my own journey, part of my own experience into moving into what I'm doing today, and to even acknowledge and claim who I am and what I am doing in this action of spirit that we are doing here in Interlight Ministries. And it's funny because on a personal level, have any of you, have you shared in a group ever have your heart racing and pounding? I've not had that in a while because I've gotten so used to sharing and being with people. And I had that a little bit today. So it's fun to me. We talk about, well, what do you do, right? But take actions. You get through whatever that is on a personal level because as we can do that is how we set ourselves free to really wake up and expand our awareness because all those fears are our limitations that we inside of ourselves put on the soul, put on the true self that contract us into this lower way, if we will, of only seeing or allowing ourselves to experience so much with these limitations. And so when we start to push against those limitations, even we'll have physiological responses like the body and the heart pounding and the nervousness and scared to do or say something. And it's just amazing. I mean, look at all the research that's been done out there about studying brain waves and physiological responses with meditation and uh, anxieties and all these things. And it's quite a process. It's, people contract these, but do we really know where it even comes from? You know, so it's this wonderful journey that we're all on. And what that is and how we work with that, what we do with it, the choices we make and the results we get from all those choices. But in here, as we teach, this is a pathway of liberation, of freedom. And to do that, we, the soul, must get through our fears, let go of our fears. That's the whole thing of surrendering in phrases such as, fear not, the Lord is with you. But in order to wake up and realize that God is with us, we have to begin to confront and look at those fears or challenges within ourselves that stir. And what makes the difference is what we do with that. Because we can choose to let that fear run us and have dominance. And as it does, we stay in this little box, seeing only so much, experiencing so much. And a lot of the times we get depressed and miserable. We wonder what's going on. Until one day we finally said enough, that's it. I am now going to do something to get beyond this fear inside of me. And then we do it. We take action. And all of a sudden, we break through that fear. It falls to the ground. And we awaken into this whole other experience. We know the greater freedom. We have more awareness or realization. Even if it's just the feeling level, we just feel better. We know we've made some type of a breakthrough or transition. And that's what it often takes on this journey to really awaken to the truth of who we are as the divine. So, I know I said I was going to talk about myself, but guess what? I am. Because in this journey, I did not do anything different than any one of us are doing. We are all on the same journey of life here. Sure, the situations and circumstances are different, but the journey is the same for all of us. So, there are certain principles or ways of doing or being that are the same for all of us as well, regardless of what it looks like. And in Inner Light Ministries, remember what we do here. We are a journey of soul liberation, of awakening to know the truth of who we are as divine and to know our oneness with God. 
That's it. Nothing more. But guess what? All the things we go through on that journey to know our oneness with God, to know the truth of who we are as a spiritual being, that's usually all the stuff we spend talking about. We spend all this time talking about all those things. So just like I'm talking about fear right now, how much time do we give to those conversations rather than really about just awakening to God? Probably 90% of the time, right? Maybe 10% about God and all that. That's often how it is. Because each of us is looking for those ways to overcome these things inside of ourselves, to overcome the limitations, the contractions, the things where we feel held back, that shut us down, where we feel disconnected or empty, alone and apart from. And so we spend a significant amount of our time on a spiritual journey dealing with all of these things. Oh my God, I need to let this go. I need to heal this. I need to clear this karma before I can wake up to God. Well, there is truth in that. But do we realize that if that's what we focus on, that's what we're going to get? Do we realize that if we focus on God instead, that that is the very thing that is actually going to bring us through and to heal and to release and get rid of those karmas? those injuries, those pains inside of us. One of the ways I used to say it in the past is when a lot of people, a lot of us do healing work is a term we use. And I'd always say healing's not the healer. Loving is the healer. So what's loving? We need to focus on that which it is that we want to experience in order to get these other results that we're talking about so much. Remember that. So focus on that which heals rather than that which you're trying to heal or whatever it is you give the language to. Get rid of, clear the karma. We all know the terms in here. In any other way, I'm not saying it in here. Just it, To me, it falls in the same hat under the same umbrella here. But it is that process of really working through all these things. A lot of the times in other practical terms, we Talk about, okay, instead of focusing on the problem, focus on the solution. Don't get caught up in the details. Keep your eye on the goal. It's kind of like that. It's those simple things we hear even in the business world and practical day-to-day things. So it's that type of a thing. So in this case, what's our goal? What is it we want to keep our eyes on? What is the solution to all of our problems? Well, those of you that are drawn to this journey of sound and light, this path, of spirit that we teach in our light ministries, that's the thing we always like to refocus on, to re-choose into, to, to, to choose once again, to remind ourselves. But what are we doing every time we meditate? Every time we close our eyes and bring our attention to the seat of the soul and focus on loving God and allowing God to love us. That's a choice right there. We are not only reminding ourselves, We are actually walking the path. We are taking the steps to have the experience to get to our goal or our destination. I know we have the wonderful things like stop and smell the flowers. A journey begins with the first step, and it's a thousand steps. Life's about the journey, not the goal. And the way I'm talking about it right now is that's a bunch of BS, but it's true, and it's beautiful. And guess what? Most of us get lost on that journey because we're spending too much time 
enjoying the journey or hating the journey or stopping and smelling the flowers and we forgot where the hell we are going to begin with. Anybody here not doing that? I know it happens all the time. But the nice thing is we've got these key principles and actions we can take to once again take the next step, go to the next garden, go to the next problem. It's all of that, right? The beauty and the pain, the the beauty and the ugliness. It's all of that because that's along the journey. The only problem is, I'd say quotation marks if it's not really a problem, but the problem is, is when we stop and get focused on the problem and we make it a problem. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it's just an experience we're meant to have on this wonderful journey. And in that experience, we are fulfilling the very life journey of the soul that is on here. And in doing that, we are getting our freedom. We are having the lessons. And we are healing those things we are looking to heal along the way. What do they say? The ultimate cure is death. Well, maybe there's a little truth to that. But maybe really the ultimate cure is really waking up and knowing the truth of who we are. And so me on my own personal journey, that's all I've ever done. And what I have been doing to this day and continue to do. It's funny actually now to be sitting here sharing about this, being one who is called a spiritual teacher or whatever you want to call me. I don't care. I'd always joke around. I've been called worse. Call me butthead. Call me whatever you want. Doesn't really matter. It's all of it. What matters is what we know inside of ourselves from the truth of our own experience. That's what matters. And we don't have to declare that to the world. We don't have to prove that to anybody. Because here's the thing. You cannot prove this spiritual journey to anybody in this world because it has nothing to do with this world. There's nothing you can prove here. Nothing. If you can remember that, life will get a lot easier. Because maybe if you find yourself where you're always having to feel like to prove yourself so you're worthy or to be something, that causes a lot of the problems and the challenges and stresses. And that's where all the fears come up. we got to show who we are, right, to the world. Be something. Be a success. Do some good. So we get caught in those currents that actually distract us. Even all the good work, we can get caught up. And now that which was good now becomes a major distraction from where we set out to go. And we're caught up in doing all the good stuff. And we lose our focus. Where were we going? What are we really trying to do? And why are we trying to do it? Why are we trying to do even all these good things? Why are we trying to do all the bad things we do? The devil made me do it. Well, who made the devil do what the devil does? You ever ask that question? Well, maybe it's time to start asking these questions. Because the only way often to get the answer is to ask the question. Spirit operates under a principle called ask and you shall receive. You know, ask, seek, and knock. These are all principles that we have to take. Us as individuals have a responsibility to ask, to seek, to knock. There is something we need to do on our part. Think about it. Doesn't that make sense? 
Otherwise, wouldn't we all be awake and know our oneness with God? And what would be the point of doing all this anyway and even having meetings like this and these conversations? There's a reason there. Maybe it's time to start looking and questioning. Not questioning the world. We all do that. I know all the things we're not supposed to talk about, politics, sex, and religion, right? I know that's what words are made of. Maybe if we stop questioning all that and started questioning ourselves and our own divine origins and gave more time to that, we wouldn't have time for all the others. So all of a sudden we'd start having the nice results or reflections into the world. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Well, that's part of the reason in ILM and why I'm saying it again today. We are not about anything to do with the world. We are not here to do any good in the world even though a lot of people look at what we're doing as good, it is not about the world. It is about the soul's journey back into the heart of God. That's it. That's what we're doing in Interlight Ministries. And that's all we will ever do. That's it. Everything else is smelling the flowers and enjoying all the steps of that journey. And that's wonderful too. So none of this is a put down because we all have to walk through that in order to get to God. <laughs> I know this talk is so exciting right now. <laughs> so who's ever hearing this recording on the website, somebody just snored. So I <laughs> that was the time for the whoopee chair too, right? <laughs> That's right, because this is not about the world. But it's also fulfilling what we're here to do. But the true journey of fulfillment is to live the spirit of who we are to the fullest that we can. That is what fulfills everything. Not about doing the good works or the bad works. It's about living the spirit of who we are to the fullest that we can. And how do we do that? But to awaken to the truth of who we are spiritually is the only way we can live the spirit to the fullest that we are. Otherwise, what are we doing? We're trying to get to God by doing things in the world. It doesn't work that way. You get to God by going to God in the realm of spirit. And then you can live that in the world. Then you can live the loving. You can live the peace and the freedom, the joy, the acceptance, the forgiveness, and all that goes with that. That's a wonderful blessing to live. But that's not the goal. But if that is your goal, that's a good goal because then you still got to, got, got to go to God to get that. So either way you look at it, there's still only one solution. That's the good news. So you can walk backwards into God or you can walk forwards. It doesn't matter. Either way, you're walking to God. For many years in my journey of awakening, I used to fly backwards in my spiritual experience. I was always going towards God, but my focus was still in the world. It was still down and out, caught up in all my thoughts and belief systems and emotional feelings and imaginative fantasies and physical experiences. So I was still looking down into the world, but yet because the true sincere desire of my heart and my actions of doing the meditation said, I'm going home to God. And so I did the walk. It didn't matter that I was walking backwards. I was still getting closer to God. 
And really, most of us are doing that. We just don't realize it. We're always complaining and saying, why do I still have this problem? Why am I still going through this? I thought I was done with it. I did all the ceiling work and it's still going on. Maybe it is done. You've done all the work, but you're still just looking at it. So you think it's still going on. Just turn around. Then it's gone. Because you stop looking at it. What do they say? Out of sight, out of mind. Out of mind, out of sight. Chicken or egg, which one's first? It really boils down to what we choose to focus on. But here's the wonderful thing, and here's the grace and the blessings and all this. God truly knows the sincere intention and desire in our hearts, even when we don't. Most of us do not know or have a clue what that really is until the day we wake up spiritually and we do know. Until the day. We can say and believe whatever we want. That is not the truth. We can say all kinds of things, believing it to be true, thinking it's true, wanting it to be true. Every core, everything in us says it's true, and it's a lie. We just don't have any clue because we're not awake spiritually. When we become awake spiritually, that's when you'll have a clue. But that's the wonderful news. When you really wake up spiritually, you will know. And then it's not a question, a doubt, a hope, a desire, a wish, whatever it is. Then you don't kid yourself. That's what most of us are doing. We're kidding ourselves. And guess what? It can be wonderful kidding because it can be all positive and wonderful good things. But if we are kidding ourselves... Guess what we're doing? We are actually blocking and slowing down. I didn't say stopping because it never truly stops. Slowing down that awakening process to really know the truth. Because it's all the things we do. As I said earlier, the choices we make of what we focus on, it's all those things that get in the way of the greater truth of knowing of the spirit of who we are. And the truth of that. So if we can begin to say, you know what? I don't know. Here's my wish and here's my hope. Now that's an honest statement. What do they say? The truth will set you free. Well, if you don't know the truth, be honest. You don't know the truth. That's being truthful. Honesty is a big part of this journey. You've got to be true and honest. And the word I like a lot with it is real. Get real. Don't be positive. Don't be negative. Don't be optimistic. Don't be pessimistic. Don't be anything. Just be real. Just be true. Just be honest. Because that is what is going to get you free. That is what is going to open the doors within so that you can now begin to wake up and know the truth. That's what this is about. This is a real pathway. This is a real journey that all of us are on. It's so funny because over the years, I mean, we've been doing this for years now, and it's so easy to take it for granted. Here we are again, another Sunday, doing a sharing and Q&A, blah, blah, blah. It's so nice. Oh, it's so wonderful. But then we don't take it seriously. There's no more serious thing we could ever do than this journey of life of the soul 
not our journey in the world, not our physical life purpose, not what we're doing in the world, what we're doing in spirit. That if we can see that everything in our life is all about our soul's journey home to God to fulfill that ultimate mission and purpose that every single one of us has, that God has given each of us a purpose to fulfill. That's why it all looks different. We all have the same purpose. Go out and experience and bring your experience back home. That's it. But in that, all the details look different for each of us. That's why we all look different, sound different, have different experiences. So God gets to experience all of the different aspects of his creation. So focus on that, if you want, and see where that gets you. A lot of times when you really give that your dedication and devotion, you'll see your life picking up very quickly and maybe changing drastically or things moving very fast in good ways. Because when you choose God, God is going to do what God can to support you in that journey home to return and, and assist you, walk with you, guide you, be with you through all of your experiences so that you do get through them and not distracted or bogged down by them. That's what we call karma in here, what? Unlearned lessons. You learn the lessons by walking through, having experience so you know what it is. No matter what you're doing. No matter what. It's true of everything. A lot of the times we think, okay, let me focus on learning the lesson so I can go home to God. Uh-uh. Again, we got distracted. Let me focus on walking home to God and I'm going to learn the lessons as I go along. Because when you're looking down, you got the visor on. You're blocking that light that brings the awareness. It is the light that reveals the light of spirit. It reveals. But when we don't allow that light in, it's dark. So we're not going to see. We're not going to know. We're going to be in the darkness or that state of unconsciousness and unknowing. These are simple things. But it just seems so complex in this physical consciousness. Now I'm laughing at myself inside because I'm going to start off by talking about myself, right? Okay. But this is really it. This is why Jim and I share what we share because this is our experience. We share our experience so that you may find something in that for your own journey of awakening, to wake up and know the divine that you are. That's what this is about. That's what a true spiritual teacher does. A spiritual teacher does not do it for you. They share with you the way, the how. Then it's up to you to do it. So this isn't the easy road. This is the simple road. Because once you have the information, the knowing, the understanding of what to do and how to do it, then all you got to do is do it. That's it. That's why it's a journey with God, not God doing it for us. The whole thing of co-creatorship or God as our partner, we're doing it with God. We have got our part to do. 
And God knows God's part. So all we got to do, in a sense, is figure out what is our part and start doing it. That's it. Start doing it. That's the big one. Especially if you've been coming for a while, you've got the information, you've got all the, the tools, the principles, and now it's just doing it. Just doing it. That's what it really boils down to. It's just doing it. You know, it's funny though, one of the things we shared over the years that has been spoken about this pathway historically through the centuries and eons of time, it takes a liberated flame to free a trapped flame. That's why it takes a true spiritual teacher has it awakened and known their oneness with God to assist those that do not know that. Doesn't that make sense though? How could somebody talk about God that is not awake themselves, how could you expect to wake up to God when they don't even know it themselves? But yet they know the language. They're talking it. But here's the other thing. Didn't I say earlier, you can't prove any of this stuff because it's the spirit, not of the world. So how do you know I'm telling the truth? How do you know I'm not lying and saying, well, yeah, I'm just saying the words. I've woken up to God. I know my oneness with God. I know what I'm doing, why I'm here what I'm to do? It's a good question. And see, I can't answer that. I can't prove any of this. Nobody can. That's the challenge. That's why in the beginning when I said I felt that energy of the heart, don't we feel that, the fear? Because how can you share this stuff if you know it's true or not, but there's no way to prove it? Because people in their own minds will say and do all kinds of things with whatever you say, right? So there's a big risk. And what have they done with others in the past? Crucify them, behead them, boil them oil, do all these horrendous things. Of course there's going to be a fear because the body does die and it hurts. But not the soul. Not the soul. There's no pain there. And it doesn't die. And other people go, well, who... Or why or how do you have the authority to say what you say, who you are and what you're doing? I have no proof again. All I can say is the truth that I know from my own inner experience that is more real than sitting here in this room talking with each of you now. That's what I have. Is that authority sitting with God directly, face to face, Sharing, knowing, talking. That's the authority. And that's the authority of every spiritual teacher. It is given by God regardless. And there's no way to prove it. There's a lot of frauds and quacks out there who can say the same thing. And how are we going to know? We're not. Until we have our own experience and we know from within. From within. Isn't that what this journey is all about anyway? Is to wake up spiritually and know the divine. That's it. That's it. All we can do with anybody is take them at their word. And sooner or later we're going to find out. But it's just a matter of when. You know, a lot of spiritual teachers, they name another one in the succession in the line. And so a lot of people think 
the mantle of a spiritual teacher is passed from one to another because they verbally say it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Doesn't matter what anybody says physically. It is done spiritually. I know many of you here were in a room, and when Jim has shared in the years ago, when that mantle he was holding of that blue light of the Christ consciousness or soul awakened was lifted from him and passed to me. Did you hear him say, I gave it to Brian? Or did you hear him say, Spirit lifted it from me and placed it with Brian? It's done by God, not by a person. And all Jim and I try to do here is put words on what that experience is and has been for us. And we know they're just words, but we also know in sharing those words, it is sharing our truth so that that essence of loving that is that truth for us is shared with you. And that's what we know this is. It is about the sharing of that frequency, that essence, that vibration, that life of spirit itself that awakens us and brings us into our own knowing. That's the whole thing. It takes a liberated flame to free a trapped flame because it is that frequency that lives in full awakefulness within that spiritual teacher that is awake to their oneness with God that is shared into the world no matter what realm it is, whether it's physical or in the imagination or the emotions or the mind or the unconscious, into whatever world, it is that spirit of life itself that is shared with those souls that are looking for their own liberation and waking up and knowing the truth of who they are. And it is that essence that stirs the soul awake. That's why they say it takes a liberated flame. One who is truly awake and knows their oneness with God in order to assist in freeing a trapped flame. One who does not know the truth of who they are as a soul, as divine, and their oneness with God, the creator from which they've come. Pretty simple. Pretty amazing. Pretty awesome. Pretty sacred. And very practical. It's funny because a lot of the times Shim and I like to say, you know, this is often called a mystical pathway. Well, we like to demystify the mysticism. That's why we like to talk about these things and show the simplicity, the practicality, and actually share direct truth, directness, not symbology and metaphors, but direct truth, direct experience. So there's no games. We don't have to play around. We can be sincere. And the fun thing is, when you're sincere, you can have some fun. It doesn't have to be serious. I know I act like the goofball all the time. Well, I can because I'm free. I couldn't do it before. I tried to act like the goofball, but when I wasn't free, all I did was create more of a mess and more stress for me because I was goofing off trying to get out of my own responsibility. That's a whole different story. But when you have the freedom, life is very different. You can live it differently. 
The weight of the world is not on your shoulders because you've risen above the world. So there is no weight on your shoulders. You are above it. Yeah, and then when you come back into the physical consciousness, you feel it again. Well, yeah, because now you've come back into the physical consciousness. And that's the whole idea, just as in the meditation we did. As I said, even when you open your eyes, do what you can to keep that focus on the spirit so that you keep yourself in that higher state of awareness and live from there, that which is above the physical nature, and allow that to simply live and express through the body. Doesn't mean you have to come back here and now that door is closed. Oh my God. Oh my God. I wish I could get back there. No, keep the door open. Stick your foot in the door if it's closing. Do something. Keep it open. Take it off the hinges. Do something. You've got choices, in other words. And I know for those many years I was traveling backwards towards God. Well, that, uh, when I'd come back into the physical consciousness, that door would close. I would get depressed. I'd be upset. I wouldn't want to be here. That's why we talk about LAF, love, accept, and forgive. Those are ways by which we can keep the door open while we're back in this physical consciousness so that we can live and express that spirit of loving that we have awoken to or are awakening to. And it's all we have to keep doing over and over. Yeah, there's trust in this process too. You've got to trust enough that maybe there is a God or maybe you just trust in yourself that as you take these actions, something inside of you is going to have some kind of experience eventually that you will know for yourself there is a greater truth to this action of spirit. And believe me, when you have that, you don't need trust anymore. You've now got knowing from your own experience. And that's what we want. And to acknowledge it. You know, we talk about the purple and the blue light. And most of us see that when we close our eyes and meditate. Or if we don't, we feel a sensation in the top of our heads. But it's so subtle. We just don't give it much credit. We're waiting for the big bang and all the masters to show up and get fed all this information. Well, that happens too. Just not that much, not that often. But it happens more the more credit you give to an acknowledgement of the subtleties that you are aware of when you meditate. Because what really matters anyway? Is it really about what you're experiencing or what's being done to you? Or does it matter what you are doing? If you're busy loving God, it's not going to matter, this other stuff. The other stuff will happen as you keep loving God. That's the key. God can only give us as much as we can receive. And the way we do that is the more love we give, the more we can receive. You want to let go, empty out all the junk and the negativity and the karma? Well then, do more loving. The more loving you do, the less room there is for all that other stuff. So it's going to go because you're no longer feeding it. But you also still take responsibility and handle that because it's yours to handle. But how do you handle it? You love it. You bring that loving into it. So where's your focus? It's still on the loving. It's not on the problem. It's on the loving. You're just bringing 
your attention that is on the loving end of the problem, but you stay focused on the loving as you do it. Another step. Another step closer to God. So you keep doing it over and over. And you'll find yourself waking up. Don't look for the magic. Don't look for the mystical. Don't look for whatever. Just do the loving. Just do that. That's why you often hear Jim say, you don't need to have trust or belief or faith on any of this. Just do it. Just take action. In the action is where you will begin to have experience and that's where you'll wake up and know the truth for yourself. And that's the key. So here's another part where I was just saying, okay, so all these things have been built up around spiritual teachers and gurus and saints and this and that, or whatever you want to call them, buttheads, fine with me, as I said. Whatever you want, doesn't matter. A lot of times we end up looking to the teacher, the personality. That's okay. And that's just the doorway. The teacher's here to share the avenue by which we need to walk to get home to God. That's it. That's it. Oh, there's our bird. So remember that. Yes, have love and devotion. But make God first. Make it first with God. And look to the teacher as a guide of support. One who can walk with you on this journey to assist you. Because we all need that hand-holding, that nurturing, that picking up and dusting off when we trip and fall. That's what the teacher's here for. Just keep it in that proper perspective. Because nobody's more special than anybody else. Really. It's just all loving. That is the greatest teaching. That is the true teacher is loving itself. That's God. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the essence of life. That's the true teacher. The teacher in the world is simply one who understands and knows that and tries to point out to assist others in recognizing it to wake up and know for themselves. And then it's a lot of fun. Besides, Jim and I don't want all your garbage. We know how that works. Everybody says, oh, Give all your stuff over to the teacher, right? Put it on them. Oh, yeah, please dump on us. We just love your garbage. We know that's what goes on too, but that's okay. Because what do we do with it? Give it up to God. But you can do that yourself, and it's a lot easier. Just give it directly to God. Why, why have a little stop along the way? Just do it directly. Many of you ask Jim and I, how can I help? What can I do? We say meditate, right? 10% of the day, do your tithing. And give your crap to God, not to us. <laughs> God's got a lot more room for it than we do. That's right. That's right. But also puts the responsibility back with you and how you develop a direct relationship with God. Every one of you that have been initiated here, do you remember when we said that to you? This is about developing a relationship between you and God. Not between you and us. Between you and God. 
Just like in a wedding, there's always a minister of ceremonies, right? That's all we're doing. We're like the ministers of the spiritual marriage. You, the divine spark that is in this world, now once again, coming back into union or marrying you, the soul that is in the soul realm that has never left, the groom. There's the symbology of the spiritual marriage, the bride and the groom. The, divine, the bride is the divine spark that has come into this world, but the groom is still back in the soul realm. The truth of who you are as a soul, that divine spark, the bride, is simply a projection of the soul into this world of reflection. That's it. All we've done is got caught up by placing all of our attention there. So this journey home is simply about now putting our attention back on the divine, on the soul, on the groom. Isn't it funny? Even in other civilizations when they did marriages, wasn't it always the bride that would go move in with the groom? That was a reflection about the divine spark, the bride in the world, now moving back to the soul in the soul realm, the groom, the true spiritual marriage. That's who your soulmate is, is your own soul. So in other words, stop looking for it in the world. I mean, how many soulmates have each of you had already? There's only one soulmate. There's only one soul. And that's what we're doing here. ILM is not about anything in the world. We are only about that divine journey of returning back to the realm of spirit from which we've come. That's it. I guess I didn't need to go into more personal details than I thought I was going to because this is what it's all about anyway. Jim and I cannot prove anything to any one of you, but we certainly can share our loving, our words, our wisdom, our stupidity, our ignorance, all of it. Just because we know our oneness with God doesn't mean we know everything. There's always more to learn. Always. I'm learning all the time. It's just different now. But you'll find that for yourself as well. As you wake up and know the truth of who you are, it'll be different. Isn't that what you want anyway? That difference you're looking for is inside of you. You've got to go there in order to discover it. 